If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. John Setting picks our music on Wednesday, and uh, today he took us to the tipping point as he chooses artists that have played his hometown, Lapeer, Michigan's Lapeer Days. That has so far included Jerry Lee Lewis and now Aaron Tippin. Was he the headliner? Uh, well, Friday night is country night. Saturday night is rock night. So he did headline a Friday night. I believe it was in uh, 2002. Uh, I, was a, I was in ninth grade. And, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure we uh, did some illegal things in the parking lot before heading to the, to the show. And a lot of fond memories of Mr. Tippin's performance. Uh, can you confirm to me that Monica emceed country night? And she released her new compilation called Everybody Get Up in My Country. Can you confirm that to me, John? Uh, I'll Google it. Okay, that sucks. Uh, <laughs> joining us right now, last week we had a great conversation with Ken Welch, uh, St. Pete Mayor Hopeful. And then we thought, you know, in the uh, interest of, uh, of fair play, we should reach out to the other St. Pete Mayor candidates. And see if they want to talk to us, too, because we work in St. Pete. I'm here five days a week. John, you live here. Yep. And uh, we know that a lot of y'all are in the 727, and you probably should be an informed voter. I mean, you definitely should be an informed voter, but too many people don't really take that uh, take advantage of that. So is Election Day Tuesday? Yeah, 20, 24th, right? This yep. Tuesday. Yep. And uh, on that ballot, you'll see the option to vote for our next guest, his name is Pete Boland. Hey, Pete. Hey, guys. How are we doing? I, I tell you, Jacob and Monica are a tough act to follow, yeah. but the nose hair conversation got me going. Yeah. Wow. Man, we, uh, we, uh, he's already got my vote. He he's really been listening does. to the show since we he, started today. I mean, he, he's willing to tackle the tough issues like nose hair like no other candidate will. So, Well, Pete, you know how it is, I, man. I, you, don't, I you don't use tweezers, do you? I'm a tweezer guy. I like the I like the band-aid kind of right off. You got to go for it. <laughs> it brings a unique kind of tear to your eye, doesn't it? It does. Uh, like, I can't lie. I was getting ready, kind of cleaning up, heading down into work, and I was listening to you guys, and, and I had to look in the mirror and check my nose hair to see how <laughs> I was looking today. Well, we're really doing everybody a good public yeah. service. Uh, before we get into your uh, your political leanings, I will say, um, after a show at Janice, my girlfriend and I are kind of fighting through the awful, heavy downtown DST, DTSP traffic and, and people on a Friday night. And uh, we stumbled upon the galley, and it was a refuge, man. Like, what a cool spot you've got there. I love the nautical theme. You, I wouldn't call it a dive bar, would you? No, we like to call it like a gastro pub or a hometown tavern. Uh, it's it's one of those places that it's it's for us. You know, we call it the galley of St. Pete Tavern. What I always tell people is 
It would be like what an Irish pub would be to Irish people in Ireland. So it's all about being from home. We're not a sports bar, but we show all the Bucks games and Lightning playoff games, and the Rays are getting ready to do another run. We do live music all the time. We have great cocktails, and then we do food till uh, a full menu till midnight, and then food for the late night menu all the way to 3 a.m. Seven freaking nights a week. It's a Ugh. it's a lot, and we just become the uh, the hospitality hub down here, and and this feels great. We're just the the ultimate hometown pub. It's a great analogy. I was in Dublin two years in a row for St. Patrick's Day, and that camaraderie that you feel when you're in a bar, like a, you're among like-minded individuals all having a good time, and uh, that's what I felt at your at your bar. Okay, enough ass-kissing. Let's get to your platform. What do you stand for, and what vision do you have for the robust and vibrant city of St. Petersburg, Pete Boland? Well, first, true, you know, I, as a, a longtime fan, I really appreciate your nice words about the galley. I know that you have a, a, a deep rooted history and hospitality and if you ever get kicked off the air you'll you'll have a job at one of my <laughs> oh, restaurants bless sure. you i'll be there tomorrow uh, uh but uh uh one of my things is i just love st pete so much and in the last couple of years i've just been really concerned about some of the direction with stuff seemed like partisanship kind of took over and took place for common sense and it was all about scoring points and not doing what was right for the city and and for the people in the city and you know our our mantra is st pete first and i get kind of accused of sounding like Trump, like America first. But, but what I mean by St. Pete first is not caring about the partisan stuff and about putting St. Pete first. And I think this is the greatest place to, to live and do business in and, and uh, raise a family like, like we're doing now. And, and it's a great place to visit. And I just wanted to, to kind of elevate and challenge all aspects of our city government and our populace to, to really take us to the next level. And, and I want to save uh, and fix some long lingering liabilities you look at something like the affordable housing crisis, Pinellas County has been built out for 30 years. And you got some folks that have been in office for decades, and now they just want to talk about addressing it now that they're running for mayor. So things like that were bothering me. I didn't really feel great about the field. Uh, so I just wanted to bring some common sense uh, approach to, you know, I'm the only candidate that has executive experience as far as uh, being a business owner. And when everybody was shutting down last year, you know, I missed on paychecks. We had to figure out how to make payroll. And I, I feel like a lot of the other candidates didn't have to go through that stuff. And we got to ask a great question last night, Drew. It was, it was how would you handle uh, being mayor in a time of crisis? Would you be out in front of things? And it was like, wow, I've already been out in front of things in crisis. We gave out over 2,000 meals uh, during COVID to out-of-work hospitality folks, and, and we never laid off a single employee. I was able to add health care to my staff last year. So I just think I have a heart for the city that's kind of unique. I know all the other candidates love St. Pete, and, and anybody that loves St. Pete is an ally of mine, I will say. But I want to fix some problems. I want to save pro sports around here. I think we're in the ninth inning about saving the race for St. Pete. I mean, we, we won by 10 runs last night, and we're in, in first place, and we drew less than 5,000 fans. So we've got to do something to save pro sports, and that's a big uh, thing for mine and, uh, and uh, really address the sustainable housing crisis and cut some of the red tape in City Hall and some of the reckless spending and, and try to have some common-sense solutions. And another big thing for me was we don't talk about some of the things that we actually can do as far as COVID you know, it's going to be up to individuals to make good choices for their health. And I'm a big individual responsibility guy, but I'd like to see the city lead the way about ventilation. I think you got to add air scrubbers and improve ventilation, especially when we talk about our schools and our rec centers for our kids. Uh, that's a big part of the conversation that is just not being had in City Hall. And I want to bring some balance, some common sense to the table. 
Nice. We are speaking with St. Pete mayoral hopeful Pete Bolin. John Senning, what you got? Pete, kind of a bigger uh, you know, picture question for you. We are definitely in the most divisive time politically in our history, at least as far as I've ever seen. How do you approach that divide? And what can you do as the mayor of St. Pete? And I know it's not quite as bad locally, but to bridge that gap from left to right or from one belief to another to make it so the other side isn't always the enemy. Well, I think that's a huge problem, and I think that's you're touching on one of the reasons why I'm, I decided to run, uh, that there has been this hyper-partisanship, and we are so divisive, and we just don't listen to the other side. And, and you know, we don't even give people a chance. And I, and I actually was looking through some of uh, Drew's recent posts. I love what he said where you got to respect people's choices, you know, uh, with, when it comes to the vaccine and, and not, and, like, and actually listen to the other people, and you'll understand why they make their choice. And I think that we've just got to do a better job of listening to folks. I'm a moderate. I'm a proud moderate. I don't. I don't uh, get a lot of love from either extreme side because I just don't buy into a lot of that stuff. I think it's important for us to listen to people and to have real dynamic conversations and to ask real tough questions to keep the the national politics out of it. I think that's only going to lead to more divisiveness. Uh, I just. Uh, I think we got to put St. Pete first. We need to put that stuff aside and figure out what can we do to have the best common sense solution for the greatest number of people and the greatest common good and and cut some of the red tape and, and get government out of the way and let people know that you know when we strive for things like equality that we're going to have to have the people are going to have to step up themselves to do stuff the government can't come save the day all the time and that's just something you're going to keep hearing from me and, and I, I welcome any and all ideas i don't care if they're a democrat idea republican idea or whatever i just care about good ideas being well hashed out uh, Pete, as someone who has to consume the news every day and cares about the community that we live in, it's somewhat troubling when you see the rise in violence, not just in South St. Petersburg, but that seems to be permeating into downtown St. Pete as well. I know it concerns you as a business owner, as a as a mayor, what kind of things can you implement and what kind of things can you do to curb that tide of rising violence in St. Petersburg? Well, I think we're, we're kind of a victim of a national crisis here that this has been just a desperate time the last couple of years. There's a lot of housing insecurity, rising cost, and, and a lot of uh, emotional strife. I think we've got kind of deep-rooted problems here in, in America that are leading to a lot of this stuff, and people are quick to grab the gun. And I think uh, people are getting guns in, in the wrong hands. And I actually met with uh, Police Chief Holloway last week here, and then we had actually a Zoom uh, hearing with him, uh, a lot of the other bar owners, like myself, uh, on the block, uh, the Janus block. We talked to him uh, last week about some of this problem, and, I, and we got to make sure we have a good police officer presence, make sure people are trusting of the police, and we've got to do stuff to get guns out of, out of the hands of the wrong people, and that takes individual responsibility again. I heard that oh, there's been over 100 burglaries, car burglaries this year in, in the last two months, in May and June. And it was like 80 guns were recovered out of those things. Jeez. And people are leaving their, their guns and their vehicles, and they're not locking the door. I mean, we've got to take some individual and personal responsibility on this stuff. Uh, I think that uh, that needs to be part of the solution, too. And then uh, as far as having better policing and having that better connectivity between our neighborhoods and our police where people aren't afraid to call the cops, we've got we've to move on from some of this divisive, uh, uh, violent rhetoric and let people know that they are loved and that, that the community is not going to leave them behind. I mean, I think people are going to have despair and, and make bad decisions when they can't read. You know, we've got to do some real hard work around here. And the next mayor, whether it's me or whoever, is going to have to really do that hard work. And it's not going to be solved overnight. We've got to get the community together. And it's going to take a, a, a lot of little villages all over our city and all over this country 
to help lift up these people from this desperate time. Hell yeah. We're talking to Pete Bolin, candidate for mayor of St. Petersburg, Florida. Pete, it's very front of mind right now because we've gone through one of the worst summers ever when it comes to red tide and it hit St. Pete, uh, St. Pete particularly hard. And then we've got the Piney Point disaster. There's a history of St. Pete dumping waste into the bay. Where do you see the future of the water in St. Pete and how can we ensure that it's going to be clean uh, for the generations to come? Well, I think uh, it's one of the big issues. It's been one of the big issues. Uh, I've been a tireless uh, advocate of moving some of these things forward. I actually did the March Against Red Tide back in July. Uh, It's something that's very important to me. I think all these other issues pale in comparison. You know, no one's going to want to move to St. Pete or come party to St. Pete if Tampa Bay is a toxic waste dump. All right, we won't have to worry about stuff like that. So we need to make sure that uh, we're holding the state accountable for Piney Point. You know, the state was very derelict. Uh, Democrats and Republicans for decades ignored Piney Point and did not properly address that. So if they can hammer us with a consent order for those spills we had in 2015, 2016, I'd like to figure out a way to hold the state accountable for some of their neglect. I know that there's been about $100 million dedicated towards that cleanup. Piney Point didn't cause red tide, but it definitely exacerbated the bloom. And I'm hoping that we don't have another bloom here around Labor Day. That's kind of some of the prevailing thought that it's going to come back here uh, uh, in the next few weeks. But uh, we can do some common sense stuff like right now. We have a fertilizer ban that expires uh, in October every year. It just does it during the summer, rainy months. So you're, what, what happens is everybody just goes and runs and raids the hardware store of all the, that fertilizer that's banned during the summer right before the, the, uh, the moratorium kicks in. So we just, they just sell out in April, May, and then they use the stuff all summer long anyway. So I, like, I think like, we need to push for a countywide fertilizer ban uh, on that stuff that has nitrate into a natural fertilizer program that I think that we can have. There's lots of good products out there that we can use. And then we've got to get some of these, these living shorelines put together, more oyster beds, more oyster bars, mangroves, and then get that public education. You know, one of the things I noticed growing up around here, nobody – throughout the six-pack rings. Everybody always knew to cut them. You know, growing up uh, in school, me, I went to Shore Acres Elementary, we all knew to cut those six-pack rings. It needs to be one of those things in our mind where you, you can tell if someone's not from St. Pete because they're littering or they're pouring their drink out in the bay or they're not taking care of their, their property and, and not looking after the waterfront. So it needs to be part of our culture, and I think that starts uh, at the youth. Your website, uh, PeteForStPete.com, says it best. As a passionate advocate for the city and outspoken business leader, Pete Boland is running for mayor of St. Pete to end the cycle of career politicians with a small business approach to problem solving and to move the city forward. Career politicians are what's wrong with this country right now, and we wonder what we can do about that on a local level, I think it's important to support people who really care about St. Petersburg. And I think in this chat that we've had, Pete, you've definitely shown us that you're ready for that. And I appreciate the time. I respect your passion very much. And I will definitely take advantage of your generous job offer as soon as this radio <laughs> career uh, goes belly up, my dude. Well, thank you guys so much. And uh, like I said, no one will ever be able to question my passion for the city. Uh, it's a roller coaster ride running for mayor, and everybody should uh, respect and appreciate the people that do run for office. But people have to get involved. As people have noticed the last year and a half, two years, elections have consequences. You know, imagine if some of these uh, mayoral or gubernatorial races went different ways uh, in the last few years. You know, I, I don't think people would be real excited if Governor Cuomo was our governor down here <laughs> in Florida. So. So we got, we understand that it all starts with the local, and people need to really start paying attention. Make sure they get out and vote on uh, Tuesday, August 24th. 
uh, make sure you get out and vote, but be a part of that and check us out, PeteForSaintPete.com, and you can follow our hashtag, Pete for St. Pete or St. Pete first. We've got tons of posts, has tons of content talking about what our plans are for the city, and, and uh, we can't wait. We're excited for Tuesday. Heck, yeah. Well, good luck on Tuesday, Pete, and uh, we'll be in touch regardless, man. Thanks a lot for the time. Thank you, guys. Good luck. Thanks, buddy. You too. What a cool dude. He's... I'd work for him in a minute. So I think he got my vote, if I'm being honest. Got my vote. He's got my next job. The GM of the galley. <laughs> Seven two seven five seven nine one zero two five. I love hospitality work. I miss it so much. Sometimes well, you, you love it until you're forced to do it again. Yeah, I love the yeah. idea. Yeah. I love the idea of hospitality work. I think having to do it five days a week for twelve hours a day might get a little old, but uh, you know, it's good. No, it's a, it's there if I need it. Well, um, who else is running? Because uh, we we you know. Uh, we've got, um, hold on, hold th- on. That one dude who's in a little bit of uh, heat because of his Facebook posts. Is that is, uh, that's the guy I'm thinking of. That is uh, Robert Blackmon. Let's reach out to him and see if he wants to talk. I have. Oh. I have. Oh. So, yeah, if maybe there's a better way, but I, I yeah. the same way that I contacted uh, Pete, I contacted yeah. uh, right. uh, Mr. Blackmon. Well, if anybody's running for St. Pete Mayor and they want to come on our show, please, uh, you know, we'll talk to you. He is white, by the way. Drew Double Live, hello, who are you? False advertising. Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy, what's up, dude? I just wanted to talk to you guys about what uh, Pete for St. Pete had to say. I think he had some really great points. I think the public responsibility thing is huge, man. I mean, you know, there has to be something there. I grew up in Colorado, and I remember Columbine happening, and it's like... They blame it on Maryland. Where were the parents Yeah, where were the parents? Where were the parents? Exactly, you know? So I think he is exactly right 100% when he says, you know, People have to take responsibility for some of the things that they do, some of the things that they let happen. Sure. Don't leave your gun in an unlocked car. Seems pretty Come sensible. on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Did you go? Yeah. yeah. Big picture wise, and, and this is where I think it uh, it stems from, you can safeguard against your gun getting stolen and whatnot. I don't know any way to make people value life more. And I think a lot of the people committing violent crimes, both in St. Petersburg and in the nation at large, do not have a value for other people's lives, and they do not have a value for their own lives. And uh, and that's what put us kind of in the bind that we're in right now, Colorado guy. Definitely. No, I agree. You're 100% right. It, there's no respect for life anymore, and not just in terms of people, in terms of wildlife, yep. nature. Yep. You know, look at all the stuff that's going on there, red tide, all of those kinds of things. You know what I mean? It's not just about humans as well. It's about the wildlife that's out there, and us taking care of our environment, too. Right on, dude. Thank you very much, man. Appreciate your call. Thanks, brother. It's interesting to think because, you know, that term personal responsibility, I think it hits people differently. And, and it's probably shocking to know the amount of people that that's a turnoff for. Yeah. You know, the, the, and I think it's become it's never been more clear going through covid that even people who wouldn't think they need the government, they inherently rely on the government a lot and they think that the government can fix all of their problems and yes i think the framework should be there if you need it for whatever where happens to be the subject but government is not your daddy and shouldn't be taking care of you on on a day-to-day basis and they can't fix everything and we can't lean on them to you're right uh let's come back and talk about the raise can we because look it's so easy to go oh they suck let them leave and whatnot i think there are a number of factors that lead to a successful team drawing fewer than 5,000 yeah. people for a game. 
That's the thing is they don't suck. That's the that's the mind the right. p- portion of it. And I'd love to have a chat about it, especially if you think they would do better moving to Tampa Bay or Tampa instead of St. Pete. By the way, uh, got a competing job offer from Uncle Warren. He said I could be GM of Dollhouse. So. Oh yeah. I don't know. That's not good for you. I don't know if that lifestyle is best for you. Oh, yeah, that lifestyle is great for me. No, no, no. I, I see you. You're dead in six months. <laughs> right. With a huge <laughs> smile on my face. 727-579-1025. So we'll talk Ray's woes next on Drew Garabo Live. ClimateDesign.com. Why do you need to go to that website right now? Because you'd like to win an AC unit for yourself or a deserving family member, a friend, or even a frenemy. When you're sitting there chilling in your home. You expect to feel chilling, cool, and comfortable. That's what you get with Climate Design Home Services. They've been designing and servicing cooling and heating systems in Tampa Bay since 1973. And this summer, they're doing something super special. As a way to say thank you to the community from Climate Design for nearly 50 years of support and loyalty, they are giving away a new AC system to a deserving person who needs one but can't afford it. Be part of the Share the Cool AC giveaway by nominating someone you know, a relative, or even yourself. You want more info? ClimateDesign.com, the Climate Design Facebook page, or TheBoneOnline.com. That's ClimateDesign.com or TheBoneOnline.com. Help Climate Design share the cool this summer. You're listening to Drew Garabo Live on 102.5 The Bone.